You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now. The latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. It is time for a special Silver and Black Blitz here on a Wednesday. Late, a late release, the breaking news with Henry Ruggs, of course. Silver and Black Blitz is part of Silver and Black today. I'm Scott Goldbranson, your host. Thanks for being with us. If you don't subscribe to the podcast already, please do so. Wherever you get your audio, you can find us. And we would appreciate you doing that. Helps us out significantly when you subscribe. Put on the auto download. That way, every time we have a new show, guess what? It's going to be pushed right to you. You don't even have to do anything. It'll just be there for you. So we appreciate you being with us. But we wanted to get to you. Obviously, today, big news. Somewhat of a closure, at least for a little bit. Uh, A chapter in the unfortunate situation of former Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs, who today was sentenced to three years at least in Nevada prison for killing Tina Tintor, of course. Uh, this show in dedication to her and her memory and to her family, I'm sure still going through an amazing amount of pain. But if you remember, Henry Ruggs drunk, speeding at 156 miles an hour on a street in Las Vegas on November 2nd, 2021, collided with Tina Tintor and her dog Max, both killed in the accident. Ruggs has been uh, under house arrest since that time. And now he will spend a significant amount of time in prison. And we wanted to just get on a talk about that. Coming up here in just a moment, we will be joined by a good friend of the show, one of our first sponsors when we had our daily show on Raider Nation Radio. That is Mr. Michael Troiano. He is a criminal defense attorney in Las Vegas. And if you need anybody to help you with anything, whether it's a simple DUI or anything like that, you can check out Michael at Vegas, or excuse me, Troiano Vegas. Troiano, T-R-O-I-A-N-O, VegasLaw.com. He's also an ombudsman for Clark County, Nevada, as well. So Michael's a great friend of the show, a great, great attorney, and he's going to come on because he deals with this. He is a criminal defense attorney. So he's going to give us a sense for the sentencing. Is it in within the guidelines? And give us a little sense for maybe what Henry Ruggs has ahead of this. But just, a, you know... <laughs> A tragedy any way you look at it, of course, you have to think of the family and and the the families of the victims, first of all, and number one, because they'll never get to see their daughter, their sister, their cousin again. Uh, And Henry Ruggs and his family, he has a small daughter, obviously, his career ended because of this, and uh, he's got to go on with the rest of his life also with the guilt of that, I'm sure. But Henry Ruggs in court today 
said, quote, I sincerely apologize. That's how he started his, uh, his sentencing um, statement. He said, I have no excuses. And uh, he said that, you know, went on to talk about how the pain that caused his family, his teammates, and, Tin- and the Tintor family, and that he said after prison, he intends to counsel others about the dangers, quote, of driving at unsafe speeds and driving and drinking. Uh, so, so there you go. So obviously Henry Ruggs, a young man, only 24 years old, now has to deal with this the rest of his life and uh, going to prison. And then when he gets out of prison, what will he do with his life? That'll be something we'll keep track of, of course. But also Tintor's cousin, David Starback, uh, and Tintor's mother, Marana, Kamazek, uh, Kamazek, excuse me, I'm trying to get the pronunciation, offered grief and grace, uh, as it states in the AP story, and uh, what it was like to hug and embrace her, knowing her, we'll never be able to kiss her on her forehead again or tell her how much we love her and absolutely proud of her we are. Man, the pain of a mother um, is unbelievable. But, but her cousin David said, quote, we pray that Henry Ruggs is blessed with the opportunity to be able to watch his beautiful daughter grow into the amazing woman she can be, he said in his statement. And we pray that this terrible accident inspires positive change in the world. We pray that we all take some time in the importance of uh, realizing um, that uh, realizing how important it is to be around family and looking out for one another and remembering everyone we meet is another human's loved one. So there you go. That's the statement from the family. Sounds like um, you know there is there is some forgiveness in that statement, which is remarkable. Uh, it, it faced with that, it's going to be amazing. And, um, and uh, the attorney who represented the Tintor family said the sentencing isn't going to bring Tina back, but we're hoping for more than anything is that deaths can be prevented from driving under the influence and reckless driving as it ruins lives and it destroys families. I, 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 amen on that one. So there you go. Henry Ruggs, what will he do when he gets out of jail? It's a question. I'm not even talking about football. Uh, that's not even on the table at this point, but what is on the table is what he does with the rest of his life after he pays his debt to society. And I'm sure there might even be a financial component of this in civil court. We haven't talked about yet, but we will ask uh, Michael Troiano about that after the the first little break that we hit here. But either way, uh, this is the unfortunate um, result of what happened that night in November of 2021. And Henry Ruggs, of course, uh, uh, who was going to be a big piece of the Las Vegas Raiders, um, was was released after he was arrested on this accident, and now he will have to try to pick up his life and do right in the world to make up for, at least partially, uh, the the death of Tina Tentor and the pain that he's caused their family. So it'll be interesting. We wanted to bring you this special report. We're going to take a quick, quick break here, okay? So stay with us. When we come back, Michael Troiano, criminal defense attorney, in Las Vegas is going to join us. He's going to walk us through a little bit of this so we have more understanding of what happened in court in Las Vegas today. This is Silver and Black Blitz from Silver and Black Today. Scott Branson. don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. Welcome back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Black, Silver and Black Blitz from Silver and Black today. Scott Branson with you. We're talking about the breaking news today. Of course, Henry Ruggs, former Raiders wide receiver, sentenced to between three and ten years in Nevada prison for, of course, the 156-mile-an-hour drunk driving accident that took the life of Tina Tentor and her dog back on November 2nd, 2021. To talk about that, we bring on a good friend of the show. Those of you who've been listening for a long time are familiar because Michael has been on a lot with us. That is Michael Troiano. He is a criminal defense attorney in Las Vegas, and you can check him out if you have any need for that at TroianoVegasLaw.com. Michael, thanks for being with us, man. Hey, good to speak with you. How are you doing? Doing good. All right. So listen, Michael, so today obviously breaks. Henry Ruggs in court gets sentenced three to 10 years. And a lot of the discussion I've seen in a lot of fans who hit me up about this have said, you know, three to 10 years, you you think about somebody losing their life. But under under Nevada statute and under uh, the conditions of which uh, Henry Ruggs has been subject subjected to as, as far as pleading guilty and kind of uh, the the strategy that his attorney and Michael Chesnoff took um, is that guy. What is the what is the exact guidelines for the crime in which he admitted guilt to in a normal court of law in a normal case? What is it? Is it three to ten? Is it longer than that? Uh, where does his sentence fit in in cases like this that you would say somebody just off the street uh, a no, a normal working Joe? So based on the facts, you know, driving 156 miles an hour um, on a public uh, roadway and street, as well as uh, his BAC, his blood alcohol content, which was well above the legal limit and the uh, tragic death, I'd say he got a, a really, really favorable deal. Now, you said three to ten. I was under the impression it was three to eight, uh, but okay. um, I'm not sure if that was changed by the uh, judge today. But I believe the parameters are three to eight, but three to eight, three to ten. Um, the, the real number in Mr. Ruggs' situation that matters is the bottom number, which is the three, because mm-hmm. on these type of cases, um, he'll do all the time on that. Now, he may be able to get some early release for like a halfway house and house arrest, so it may not be every day in prison, but there's certain statutes and laws in, in Nevada where if you plead guilty that you can get certain percentages off the bottom number, mm-hmm. being the three as well as the top number. So he can earn up to 40% off of that top number, whether it landed at the eight or the 10. So he can earn 40% off of that. Um, but he'll do every day um, on the bottom number again, but there may be some uh, transitional uh, housing when he's uh, re- released from prison. So as far as in the grand scheme of things, and I've handled numerous DUI death cases and DUI substantial bodily harm cases, on that charge alone, there's a range of two to 20 years um, that the judge can sentence you to, and it, it's non-probationable um, if convicted. So if you're being charged with a DUI death, uh, which he was in addition to, I believe, a reckless uh, with, with injury and, and whatnot, um, but the main concern is the DUI case that they were battling. You can get, as if convicted, as low as two to five years or as high as eight to 20 years. Mm. Uh, basically, to do prison math, the bottom number can't exceed 40% of the, the top number. So yeah, uh. he got an extremely favorable uh, negotiation. Yeah, and, and when you look at that as an attorney, obviously you 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 have to re- represent your client and look out for their interests no, no matter what happened in the case. But in this case, like you said, the felony DUI causing death, and then uh, it also says here, I'm reading the, 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 the document, it says misdemeanor vehicular manslaughter charge, which carried a six-month sentence that's folded in 
to they're reporting it. This is this is an AP, by the way. I don't know if it's accurate. Michael says three to ten year prison term. But with that, um, as as you approach this as an attorney, and and we all know, I mean, look, David Chesnoff's well known, right? He's known nationally. Uh, he's had some very very high profile cases, this one included. Um, but you look at that, and and is is the parameters here with the court and why he got a a, a favorable sentence? I shouldn't say favorable, a good sentence for him with that bottom number of three years because of the guilty plea plus the fact that um, he's actually shown remorse. He also had no previous record at all as a young man. Does that all kind of weigh into what the judge decides when she sits down and decides on the sentence? It can, um, but the way that this particular plea agreement was structured, that it was uh, what's called a conditional plea, which Mm is rare it happens but it's not built into every plea that uh, defense attorneys do or, or that i do so the condition was that the judge a needed to follow the sentence which was a stipulated meaning that both the prosecution and the defense agreed on the the term so basically they went into court saying judge as always you have the final say but in this particular agreement both parties have agreed if you decide you're not going to follow it you're not comfortable with this uh, stipulated sentence that my client can withdraw the plea and go forward and so that's essentially a cue to the judge that hey this is firm on both sides and then the judge in his or her discretion can say okay you know you are the parties litigating the case as most judges generally trust and understand the attorneys on both sides are on the forefront of the case. And there's also times where the judges may say, you know what, I'm sorry, I am not comfortable with this. I'm not accepting it. Or Mm. in more cases, they'll take the the attorneys on a sidebar and have a conference and and say, hey, pitch this to me. I I need more than just this here and explain the reasoning behind it before the judge um, accepts it. So they walked into court knowing with about 99.9% certainty they were going to get what they bargained for. Right. And then what's interesting about this too, uh, Michael, is the fact that obviously with a plea deal, he avoids a trial. And I know in, in reading back on the case from a few, or about six, seven months ago, uh, Clark County District Attorney Steve Wolfson said that he was concerned at that point uh, that there there's some obstacles uh, posed about getting a conviction in court because, like, for example, Ruggs was not administered a field sobriety test following the crash. Uh, and uh, so his attorneys argued that Ruggs' blood, blood alcohol test was improperly obtained at the hospital. And that test was really everything that the district attorney had to prove that Ruggs had, had been over the legal limit. Is that something that, that clearly um, benefited uh, Chesnoff and Ruggs in, in going in and asking for that, that deal? Yeah, that was the reason, uh, one of the reasons that the case was delayed. One, it, it took about a calendar year, my understanding, from the date of the incident to the uh, officer or detective in charge to come forward with his final traffic report. I believe mm-hmm. the district attorney handling the case, Eric Bauman, made a statement in the media saying that this is one of the most detailed and comprehensive traffic accident reports. So that alone was what took so long. And then, um, his attorneys, Mr. Ruggs' attorneys, did challenge in multiple ways the probable cause for the blood draw uh, because, as um, I believe Mr. Wolfson stated in, in other articles, that that they felt that the – and the family um, of mm-hmm. the victim 
was articulated by them that their understanding was that based upon the problematic uh, investigation by the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department in this particular case, it kind of handicapped them. Now, there's also the other arguments um, to the other side because you can also be convicted of a DUI in Nevada without having a blood alcohol content um, mm entered into evidence that's rare but that's what we call the impairment theory so some of the factors are the driving pattern so in this one would argue going 156 miles an hour you may be impaired or may not be sober especially in the area that he did it um as well as other uh factors as far as their behavior and, and things of, of that nature but yeah it was shocking um reading the application for the search search warrant of how lacking the details mm. were and very basic things that i've seen in thousands of dui reports over the years um that they typically put in there and one of the officers made a comment which was caught on body cam thankfully uh, if you're in the position of mr ruggs because uh, i'm sure that wouldn't have been brought to light if it wasn't on the camera, which basically was instructing another officer, well, you know, you don't really need, um, you know, breath or admissions of alcohol or bloodshot, watery eyes, you know, just this accident alone should be enough. Now I'm, I'm, mm. that's not verbatim. Right. Um, you know, I'm just kind of spitballing on what I read months and months and months ago, but that's the general gist and, and watching that as, uh, somebody who I consider myself with 15 years, a couple thousand DUIs under my belt as an expert in the field as a criminal defense attorney, that was shocking. Like I, I would love to see that in one of my cases again because my job is to defend my client right and it's just utterly amazing that that was uttered and um that uh, they got down this road so yeah that that was articulated by the district attorney's office and uh, anybody involved that uh, the investigation was troublesome and and as always i tell clients when we talk about deals and when I tell judges when they ask why a deal went a certain way when we do those kind of contingent offers is quite frankly, sometimes you have to sit down and have a risk reward analysis with yourself and your client. And that's what led to a, a favorable or outcome for Mr. Ruggs as for what the facts are in that case and what we known was committed as excellent deal. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because uh, this is a, another good example of why, you know, if you find yourself in a situation, hopefully nobody out there finds himself close to the situation that Henry Ruggs found himself in. But even in, with a simple DUI, you drink a little too much, you get in your car when you shouldn't and you get pulled over and arrested is the importance of having legal representation and knowing what's going on there. Because uh, for, for this example, if, if Henry Ruggs didn't and they didn't dive deep enough and have somebody who knew what they were doing. Who knows what could have happened uh, with this one in particular. But you look at this situation, and I think that's where fans, Michael, have a problem. Even fans who lo loved Henry Ruggs as a player were a little mm -hmm. bit surprised at the sentence just because you think of somebody losing their life and all that. But then you look at the facts, as we just discussed, and the evidence. Because you don't go to court and get convicted because something looks bad. You go to court, and, and the, the prosecutor has to show evidence that you indeed, uh, indeed do what they are accusing you of. And in this case, they had some problematic uh, issues, as you talked about. Now, I know this is not your forte, but in cases like this where you have a loss of life, you have a young woman killed, and you have a prominent athlete in this case who, at the very least, with his first contract, made a lot of money. Does this next step for him then, do they go, will the family, if they choose to, of course, they have to choose to, go to civil court? Is that something you see often in, in fatal DUI crashes? 
Yeah, I mean, the black and white of it is that uh, you know, a lot of people talk about suing somebody, and first and foremost, you need a case. I think quite clearly here, there's a case that uh, he's liable. It's kind of like the OJ thing. He's found you know not guilty in the criminal side and liable in the civil. Here, this gentleman, Mr. Ruggs, pled guilty, so that's out uh, the window. But yeah, he's clearly liable and civil is a lower standard um but want you have to not only get beyond the hurdle of there being liability which uh, is clear here mm-hmm. the next step is the the person that uh, is liable has to have money right you can't get uh, blood out of a, a turnip right whatever mm-hmm. the old saying is <laughs> and uh, mr rug uh, you would assume um, although very early in his career has uh, some money uh and uh, i don't know off the top of my head, but I, I would be shocked if the, a lawsuit wasn't already filed months and months and months ago. And typically in these type of cases, whether it's high-profile cases or, um, you know, that many uh, cases uh, where clients are, have a high you know net worth that are being sued simultaneously, and generally they delay the civil lawsuit until the conclusion of the criminal case. Mm. And then once that's completed, whether through a trial or plea negotiation, as in this case, then they can go full speed ahead. And quite honestly, um, there may have been a dual negotiation, which could have helped push along the resolution on the criminal side Mm. and say, hey, by the way, he settled or going to settle for X amount of money once this is signed and that's all uh, in paper. I I believe that happened in um, one of the more recent high-profile cases um, here in Vegas prior to Mr. Ruggs was the Gragson case, Mm -hmm. Um, and that actually has sports ties because his son just got suspended from uh, NASCAR for lighting a tweet, liking a tweet or something like that. (laughs) Yes, Um, and 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 he's he's a driver, so again, a little outside of football, but uh, Gragson was a very high-profile, worth a heck of a lot more money than Mr. Ruggs. I mean, his his uh, net worth is in the multiple hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, represented by the same attorneys, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and I believe he's he's doing uh, like. 8 to 20 or or maybe a little off in the numbers, but his bottom number is significantly higher um, than Mr. Ruggs. And my understanding from that case is uh, that that was part and parcel of the criminal and civil negotiations. You know, I I believe he wrapped up basically everything on all ends of that, you know, within weeks Mm. of each other to, to satisfy all the parties to the best of their ability. Interesting. Well, before we let you go, Michael, let's move on to uh, Henry Ruggs. Uh, let's say he 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 completes the bottom number three. Um, what is what's prison going to be like for Henry Ruggs in this case where he is? It's obviously it's Nevada State Prison, correct? For for somebody who's mm-hmm. con- convicted of uh, a DUI with death associated here, uh, where's he? You don't know exactly the location, but talk about what his next three years is going to be like. Um, and, and, and how they handle that as far as these types of offenders, are they going in with all kinds of offenders? What kind of, um, uh, situation do they go into when they're convicted of a crime like this? Sure. So probably the, the biggest um, issue for Mr. Ruggs is going to be his celebrity status. I know Mayweather's gone through this. Um, I know of, um, somebody local who's not necessarily high profile, but he's actually an attorney that uh, got in a little bit of trouble and has to spend some time there. And um, basically 
the, what they're going to do with him, and he doesn't really have a choice of the matter, um, as far as I'm aware in my 15 years, is that they're probably going to put him in protective custody, or we call PC for short, mm-hmm. which is awful. Um, it is rough because you are in there with the worst of the worst. Uh, usually, you know, uh, offenders with the uh, children victims, mm. rape. Um, you name it, people that are severely mentally disturbed. Um, you know, TV movies don't do it justice. You, you, as scary as prison can be, mm-hmm. generally, if, if you could mind your own business, you'd prefer to be in general uh, population because you're not stuck in your cell like 23 hours a day, essentially. You have a lot more freedom of movement and, and things of that nature. It's not fun. It's not a picnic. But protective custody is not the place to be. So what's going to happen is – um, you know, he gets remanded to the custody of the sheriff. He'll spend probably a couple weeks, give or take, at the Clark County Detention Center um, waiting for his transport um, to the Nevada Department of Corrections. And then they'll place him in what they call the fish tank. And that's the classifying area where you are kind of um, in with everybody, um, potpourri, if you will, of uh, convicted criminals. They'll be in there until you get classified and sent to a certain uh, area um and again unless something has been uh, stipulated or agreed to differently which really isn't part of a plea negotiation because it's not up to the court it's up to the nevada department of corrections of how they want to hold and run their prisons um that he'll be sent to a facility you know high desert prison indian springs maybe somewhere um up north uh you know it's not going to be the most enjoyable time just on that pc alone Mm. but with the nonviolent offenders such as themselves, he can be eligible for programs. I've had clients that have gone up there for nonviolent offenses and DUI uh, death cases, similarly, that have been able to apply for like work on dairy farms and other situations like that. So it'll probably get a little bit better for him as he's able to program and, and, and do things to make his time a little bit more worth it and valuable. And then essentially, um, they'll get him down to a transitional home. Uh, the big one here down locally is Casa Grande. Spend some time there um, and then eventually be released on house arrest to finish uh, off that portion of it. Again, the DUIs are a little bit different. Like, for example, if you were doing, I don't know, if you were doing a three to eight or a three to 10 on a robbery or deadly weapon case here in Nevada, like you are doing every single day of that three years mm-hmm. in prison um there's no like early kind of house arrest thing you're not released until you go on parole and then yeah eventually uh, he'll go up on parole and uh depending on that back number and how much of that uh he can knock off up to that 40 percent uh then he may have a short stint on parole wow yeah it's uh that that's the one thing i just wanted people to understand too because uh because of this sentence he's not going to he's not going to like tax evasion jay he's not going to go play golf somewhere um, and so, the, but, but the point about being a nonviolent offender and the fact that he can perhaps pick up some programs, good for him to get out of that, that, that situation where being a celebrity, he's, he's going to have to be held, uh, as you called it in PC to make sure that, uh, they protect him. Uh, and gosh, that's tough. Uh, but, but either way it's, you know, you have a family still grieving and, and they'll never get to see their daughter again. So it's a tough thing, but, but it's, it, again, it's a, it's an, it's a good example. And I, I hope that Henry Ruggs, when he does do his time and he's paid his de- debt, 
that he gets out and he he uses his life to to make sure that uh, he educates people not to get into that position. Um, do you often see offenders who go through that and their lives are altered uh, forever through that unfortunate uh, incident that they come out and they end up doing some things like that and 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 sort of trying to do their best to make good on it? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: going to prison is generally not beneficial to the offender. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, it doesn't necessarily rehabilitate people. Um, yeah, they have programs and counseling and things of that nature, but prison is not an easy life. And I know that sounds like an idiotic statement to make, but I think sometimes, especially for your listeners, like you have to kind of think about it out, out loud. Um, and mm-hmm. as a defense attorney, yes, I understand that people have to go to prison. We're in that side. Obviously I do my job to prevent that for my clients as much as possible. Um, but it, it's not the best place if your true goal is to rehabilitate somebody. It is, it is punishment. Uh, and it can be a severe struggle for people to get out and turn their lives around because they come depressed or they don't get the necessary medical treatments um, or they just have a negative attitude and they're just mm. going to continue to be lifelong criminals. But yeah, I've seen plenty of clients and one I'm thinking off the top of my head as a really young man um, before um, I was barely practicing. Um, I was second chair on a, on a, on a case and DUI and he hit a family, um, Mm. from Europe and it was, it was tragic. Um, nobody passed, but there was some really serious injuries for several of the family members and their life was significantly altered and he had to do several years of prison, but he got out, he kept in touch with me. Um, we would send each other mail. Um, he's back home. Um, he's been out for several years now and anytime that I do, uh, hear from him, it's, it's nothing but positivity. He can't change, uh, his actions and, and what he did and the mm-hmm. effect that he had on his family, but he can change his future behavior and, and, you know, knock on wood to this date, my understanding that, uh, he's been clean and sober for, uh, years and he's not out there, you know, risking himself or, or us as, you know, local Clark County citizens out on the road. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, good to hear. And, uh, Michael, certainly, man, listen, we appreciate you hopping on so quickly, uh, on the show today to explain this. Cause I think people really needed and wanted some information. They weren't sure how to feel about it and understanding how the process in Nevada works. And of course, when we got questions like that, we always call you. And, uh, again, you know, if you find yourself in that unfortunate position, uh, to where you need help from a criminal law attorney, you got to call Michael, uh, and check out his website, which is, uh, Michael, thanks for joining us again here on silver and black blitz. Absolutely. I'm getting ready for some football here. Let's do it. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. There you go. Again, thank you to Michael Troiano, a good friend, one of our early supporters from an advertising perspective, from a show perspective. And he's always our guest when we have issues when they unfortunately come up and it has to do with the NFL or Raiders players and the law, criminal law, at least uh, we get him on. So, man, I think that was great, though. I think it gives our listeners the opportunity to understand how it went down why it went down, where does it stand, kind of, uh, as Michael said, uh, a pretty good deal for Henry Ruggs. And, yes, he's going to go to prison. And, um, uh, man, that that was fascinating to hear kind of what Henry Ruggs is going to be facing as well. But, again, we want to send out our um, best wishes and condolences to Tina Tintor's family 
the entire family there and, again, dedicate this show to her and her memory because, uh, again, the victim in this case and uh, everybody was harmed by it. But, of course, they won't have their family member again. So just remember, folks, don't drink and drive. I mean, it's pretty simple. Uh, Make sure you don't do it ever. We have too many options today whether it's a a ride share or calling a friend or calling mothers against drunk drivers, doesn't matter. There are options. Just don't do it, right? Henry Ruggs, unfortunately, uh, made a mistake. It's going to cost him for the rest of his life. It's going to cost another family uh, even more. So please make sure you don't drink and drive. uh, And we certainly appreciate you listening. All right. We'll be back tomorrow on Thursday with a full show. Mo and I got lots to talk about when it comes to training camp. So make sure you join us tomorrow morning or may you might be listening to this on thursday morning too if not go ahead and get the full show which will be live as usual on thursday morning all right for our producer mike rabier i am scott Branson. this has been an edition of the silver and black blitz a special report on the sentencing of henry ruggs we will talk to you all tomorrow stay frosty raider nation